good. I feel like I'm being interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> I like that shirt. Cool, thanks. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> actually bought it for it. We did a special for the DVD. Really? Yeah, it had a bunch of garb on. It was cool. Congratulations, by the way, on the box set Baffler Meal. Oh, yeah, thanks. That yeah, we're excited awesome. about that. Yeah. How did it, that come about, like the vetting process of what to add? You know what? what? We were just uh, one day told about it. And Dave really? and I said, really? They're doing that? Mm -hmm. um, and they said, yeah, we are. So uh, it just kind of... <laughs> I'm glad they did it. Yeah, but I'm glad they did it intense. right at this point where nobody really has a DVD player. So... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like a bygone thing, which... Yeah. Aquatine started on DVDs. I think it's just... Did. It's good that it stays through DVDs, too. I agree. And especially... We didn't even like uprise it. It's still, it's still just 1080p or whatever. So, yeah. Awesome. Kind of stay old school with it. You guys have been around like Adult Swim like from the beginning. You guys have been, you know. Dude, I was there before it was Adult yeah. Swim. I was in the hallway writing Space Ghost shows. And there was not Adult Swim. Yeah, I was right next to the community printer. I'd be like trying to figure out what I was doing. And what do you attribute the the staying power? Because I mean, their kids. You know, I mean, I have, my son is 15 now, and yeah. he's watched it his whole life. I don't, I don't know, man. I think we were just doing, it was like a lab. It was like, we were just under the radar financially, where we weren't like on a blow budget. And we just happened to do cool stuff that people liked. So we were fortunate to be in that position. So I have a question. I'm a gamer. All right. And I think the whole team period could be at any fighting game. Like right now we have multiverses. Yeah. What? Like if you can, if your characters can be in any video game, what video game would you want them to be a part of? Okay, so now I'm not a gamer. <laughs> so you stumped me on that. But I'm watching my kids play things. Um, man, I don't know. I mean, what kind of stuff Fortnite? do you like? Do you like shooters? No, not Fortnite. I think that, that's too a, overblown. You think? Yeah, I think it needs to be a Street Fighter or like a. We got multiverses yeah. out now. Yeah. I know, I know. Like we, maybe you can like mix Sea of Thieves with a Mortal Kombat kind oh, of thing. What do okay. you think of that? That would be fire. Do you play that one? Yeah, I mean the gore could be there with Mortal Kombat for sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like pirates gore. I can see me wide. Like, yeah, traveling through time. That's a good. That's our third movie. Thank you. How has the creation of this movie evolved over time since it's been, you know, a handful of years since the end of the show and then even longer since the last film? You know what, honestly, uh, when the pandemic hit, um, our, our industry kind of caught on fire because we didn't have to all get together live action and do stuff and honestly, and I'm just being real about this, they called and said, will you make a second Aqua Team movie? And we said, yeah, of course we will. I was in my backyard pulling weeds, and Dave called and said, they just called and said, you want to make a second one? I'm like, yeah. So we didn't really have to sell it. We did, but, but what they did was they went back and they got the old school stuff that was like kick-ass, you know, like Aqua Teen and Metalocalypse and Venture Brothers, and they said, now's the time to do this while nobody can do live action stuff. So um, but then, yeah, after that, and it took us a few months to figure out what the movie was going to be, and then it just kind of went. Just like the episodes did, you know, we just like... We just after the first season or two, we could sit down and crank an episode out really quickly in the writing phase, mm -hmm. and it, just go for it. Do you think, with that in mind, that Aqua Teen could just go on indefinitely? I think it could, up? and I think it should. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's like it's kind of a 
I don't know, to me it's like it's just classic stuff. We can't be real contemporary with it because it takes us so long to make stuff. But um, And plus it's a no-brainer. You just flip a switch and everybody's same studio, same people. We're all together. Just turn it back on. There's no development. It's amazing. So, yeah, they should do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. Do you think if God rested on the seventh day, he would binge all 20 DVDs yeah. at once? Yeah. You look like Chris Kattan. You played Walter Miller. It's <laughs> very flattering. Thank you very much. And Mr. Feather. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and just the process to complete the film, from when it started, the inception of it, to actual completion, how laborious was that? Um, I mean... It took a long time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't laborious because we were having fun doing it. Uh, but interesting enough, I mean, we did we did the whole thing over the phone. We wrote the whole script over the phone because nobody could get together. Mm-hmm. We, we did all the animatic meetings, all the animation meetings over Zooms. Um, it, it was a while before we could all get back in like... But laborious, it, you know, it took a while, but it was a really fun time. We mixed the whole thing at Skywalker. It's like, it sounds That's great. Amazing. Yeah. George Lucas is in the movie. His voice is in the movie. I won't tell you where it is, but... He's in there laughing. Sweet. Yeah. And I would think the explosions would sound amazing. Oh, they roar, man. <laughs> it's like Jurassic Park. <laughs> in some of the footage that's been out there, there's yeah. like a, obviously like a, a, a thing inspiration, the thing. Were there any other like touchstones or inspirations that you drew from? Well, just the title Plantasm is obviously a thing too. So I'm a big horror buff. Dave and I have nothing in common. <laughs> which I think helps make a good show yeah. <laughs> from music to movies to almost everything. And uh, so, yeah, so there's Plantasm, which is a spin on Phantasm. Um, and then uh, The Thing, obviously. In fact, I sent that clip to, I don't know John Carpenter specifically, but I know his wife mm-hmm. sent it to her and they both loved it. Uh, we even say his name in the in the movie. <laughs> it's John Carpenter's The Thingamajig. Um, I'm always referencing, like I love all that old Evil Dead stuff and just all that schlock horror and and uh, it just manages to find its way in there. So it actually did in a lot of episodes as well, so. That's awesome. Yeah. What's like one of the most obscure references you have in the movie for like horror? Oh man, that's a good one. Uh, in one of the episodes we had Carl, it's when the sirens are coming, I think, to rip his skin off and he has the space gate from Phantasm. <laughs> and, he, and he touches it and they come through. I don't think anybody knows what that is, except maybe you. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of curious, whose decision was it to put Danzig in an episode? To put who? Danzig in an episode? It was Dave and I just decided he would, oh my God, so this is great. So we call him up, somehow we get in touch with him, and he's like, yeah, I'll do it, however he talks. And um, <laughs> so, so we had our artists draw on a blank piece of paper Danzig, right? Yeah. We send it to him, he's like, I'm way taller than that. <laughs> I'm like... What's the reference? There's no reference. It's like you could be. There's no R two D two standing next to you. Yeah, that's true. He was a. Uh, he did a good job. Uh, he did. You know, he's kind of a jerk, but that's kind of what he was in the in the episode yeah, too. So, true. so he worked course. out perfectly. Does he charge by the woos? You know what? I don't remember. <laughs> Is there a particular character that you enjoy writing for the most, or that comes easiest to you? think we kind of just somehow all of them honestly like Dave does Carl and Meatwad I do secondary characters but I think it's a 50-50 split like I'll throw out Carl lines that'll work for him and he'll throw them out I think it's just kind of like we kind of already know these characters so much that 
that I think we're just kind of really just like in their minds. So I wouldn't say I have a favorite to write with. So. And when we do the Moon and Nights, it's just an outlaw. We just go in there and yell shit. <laughs> Aquatune is on like the Mount Rushmore of adult animation, especially in Adult Swim. What is it like seeing the impact you know that this show has had on future generations of adult animation? Man, it's cool. It's just fun to see that people can uh, appreciate what we did there, and, and I just I just love that we did kind of in a way like set Adult Swim on the map to like say because of this thing that nobody believed in, nobody wanted us to be. I mean, it, it, was, it was a really hard uphill battle to get the pilot done, um, and it just it just kind of took on a life of its own. And we're real lucky that that happened. And uh, I was telling somebody earlier, it's like nobody gave us development notes, or we just did what we thought was funny because the financial risk was so low, and it just like boom, yeah. It is it is a paradigm though to uh, just the amount of animation that's come thus far since that yeah. geared towards adults. I mean, groundbreaking. Because, I mean, before that, it, it, it was niche. But I, yeah. I think that because Aquatine came out, it just blew the entire spot out and paved the way. I think so, too. And I remember other networks trying to put together their kind of block of that stuff. And it was like, it was like they were almost trying too hard to be like what we were. But we were just doing what we wanted to do. Like we didn't, we weren't saying we're doing this to appeal to this. We just did what we just do. We weren't doing kid stuff, you know. It definitely so, shows. Yeah. Just a labor of love. Right on. Cool. So, like, what would y'all say that keeps make sure that y'all keep it fresh, especially throughout the years, uh, to make sure that the content pushes the needle and bring up certain topics and certain things that all of them as a group together can talk about or go through. <laughs> What's like your inspiration to always keep it fresh all the time, no matter whether this is serious? That's a good question. Things that actually happen to us in real life. Okay. Yeah, pretty close. We fictionalize them, but there's a lot. I mean, a lot of this is like, when we write a script, we'll go hang out and talk about, it takes us an hour to get to the script because we just bullshit about what we did last weekend or what happened. I, I donated my car and we made kidney car. And I mean, it's like, Honestly, I would say 75% of it is stuff that we've been through, like for real, in our lives, and then we just aquatine it up. You know? That's what makes it so personable. It like, okay, Maybe that's what friend. it is, right? Yeah, I can see my friend yeah. not do some stupidness like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and all the characters have their own like you know point of view and dynamics that, to me, I just like I know these people. Like You know a Frylock and you know a Shake somewhere. It's like... It's not like they're really food. They're like characters. They're people that have all these like things that make people. Of my personality, like I got a fry. Exactly, like man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And we're done. All right. Thank thanks, you thank y'all. You so much. That was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I gotta tell you, Dracula yeah. was the best of the end.